And welcome to episode 95 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The NBA All-Star starters have been announced. I'm going to tell you who got snubbed. And then Antonio Brown is in jail. We're going to get the latest with the Antonio Brown assault charges. All that much more here on episode 95 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. That Altuve buzzing video, lots of comments on that one. Brent Bowers says, I think you're cool, but as an Astros fan, I can't guarantee that if I saw you, I wouldn't want to punch you in the face. LOL, long live the 2017 Astros. And then Michael Stiffel says, be careful. The only thing better than D-Max takes are his hooks. Going to be losing teeth like the Astros are losing front office staff. Got him, Michael Stimple. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys. Lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? What it do, baby? Baby, baby. Let's get it on. The NBA yesterday announced the starters for the 69th All-Star Game that will be taking place on February 16th in Chicago. The West is stacked, led by LeBron James, averaging 25.2 points per game, 7.7 rebounds, 10.8 assists. That's first in the NBA. And then you have his teammate, Anthony Davis, AD, averaging 26.3 points per game, 9.2 boards, 3.2 assists. Luka Doncic in his second year in the NBA. You know I call him the real Slav Shady. He's averaging 29.1 points per game, 9.6 rebounds, 9 assists, 29.93 in PER. That's third in the NBA. And then James Harden, the beard, averaging 36.6 points per game, tops in the NBA, 6.2 rebounds, 7.4 assists, 30.07 in PER, that's second in the league. And then finally, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, the claw, 27.1 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 5 assists. That rounds out the West. Now remember, this won't be the lineups that you're going to see because you're going to have that draft on February 6th. And LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo, those are the team captains. LeBron James, he finished with 6.275 million votes. Giannis Antetokounmpo finished with 5.9 million votes. So you're going to have that draft on February 6th. Here's LeBron James talking about his 16th All-Star selection. He passes Kobe Bryant for most times starting an All-Star game. And King James with his 16th All-Star selection. He only trails Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was selected to 19 All-Star games in his legendary career. Here's King James on being selected captain for the 69th All-Star game in Chicago. No, I, I have not. Um, you know, uh, Ron Palenka, you know, told us all right before we ran out that myself and AD was named starters in the All-Star game. So it's an honor. And, uh, you know, thank you so much to, you know, my fans, uh, AD's fans, and, and Laker faithful all across the world that uh, put us in the All-Star game here in Chicago. I know it's going to be a big night for, uh, for AD being from Chicago, local kid. And, and for me, um, it's always a blessing just to be a part of All-Star weekend. Now, as far as the Western Conference goes, no real controversy. No big All-Star snubs. The West was fine but hey after Zion Williamson he showed out 22 points in 18 minutes Zion as a starter that'd be great for the game but no no snubs in the west 
But now let's talk about the East. The East, led by Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's averaging 30 points per game, 12.9 rebounds, 5.6 assists, and he leads the entire NBA in PER at 32.76. So the Greek freak, the other team captain, he leads the way in the East. And then Pascal Siakam, the first-time All-Star, most improved player from last year. Pascal Siakam, 23.5 points per game, 7.7 .7 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 18.6 PR. That's 57th in the NBA, has missed some games. But a worthy selection, Pascal Siakam, and then there's Joel Embiid. JoJo, he's going to miss the game. He's been out. He had that hand surgery. He's averaging 23.4 points per game, 12.3 boards, 3.3 assists. JoJo, one of the best, if not the best, centers in the league, but he will miss the game. But he does get that all-star starting nod. And then there's Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker averaging 21.7 points per game, four rebounds, Five assists, a 21.89 PER, good for 23rd in the NBA. And the Celtics, they've had a great year, a bounce-back year after losing Kyrie Irving. He's coming in there, one of the leaders of the Celtics. He gets the All-Star start. And then Ice Trey, his second year in the NBA, announced as an All-Star starter. He's averaging 29.2 points per game. That's good for third in the NBA, 8.6 assists per game. So top 10 in scoring, top 10 assists. Trey Young gets the start in his second year in the NBA. So you've got Trey Young and Luka Doncic both selected as all-star starters. They're forever going to be linked because of that trade. They are both a part of the 2018 draft where the Mavs selected Luka with the number three pick and the Hawks selected Trey out of Oklahoma with the number five pick. This is only the second time in NBA All-Star Game history where you've had multiple players under the age of 22 selected as starters. It's only happened once before this, and that was back in 1998 when you had Kobe Bryant and KG Kevin Garnett. Now here's Trey Young and his emotional reaction after he learned that he was going to be an All-Star Game starter. Yes, sir. Now, I don't know if he was crying because he wasn't expecting it because no one on an 11-34 team, second worst record in the NBA, deserves to make an all-star selection. Or maybe he was crying tears of joy because he's going to actually have teammates that know how to play basketball for once. But Trey Young, should he have made it over Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, should have gotten the nod over Trey Young as a starter. But the issue is that Jimmy Butler is listed as a forward and not a guard. So the new Miami Heat star, he appears to have the strongest case of anyone left out of the starting lineups. Butler is averaging 20.3 points per game to go along with career highs of seven rebounds and 6.5 assists while leading that Miami Heat team to the second seed in the Eastern Conference, one of the surprise teams of the NBA. Now, Butler was fourth in overall East front court voting, but of course not being eligible for that backcourt spot really hurt his chances. Now, with Embiid's injury, he's likely going to be named a starter eventually, but hey, everyone wants that initial starting spot. But the guy who he should have started over is Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam, yes, he's having a great year, but he's also missed some games, and Jimmy Butler has just had a better year than Pascal Siakam. He's been a bigger leader. He's also been a more efficient 
player. Right now, Jimmy Butler, his PER at 23.77. That's 12th in the NBA compared to Pascal Siakam's 18.6, which is 57th in the NBA. Jimmy Butler, he's got that attitude. He sets the tone for that Miami Heat team. And Charles Barkley also thinks that Jimmy Butler was snubbed out of that all-star starting spot. Jimmy Butler should be starting over anybody. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat have been a surprise team in the NBA this year, and the real only addition they got is Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler should be starting, plain and simple. And let me but it's all right, Jimmy Butler, because they've doubted you your whole career. Jimmy Butler is the same guy who faxed his letter of intent into Marquette from a McDonald's that he was working at. He's going to be just fine. Watch him take out his vengeance on the Eastern Conference in the second half of the season. Another guy, too, Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons, what he does on both sides of the court, he's been on a tear of late. I think Ben Simmons is a better player than Trey Young. To me, there's no question about that. They have a better record. Last place, Hawks. The Sixers still in the mix in the East. I would have taken Ben Simmons over Trey Young. Now, I get it. It's the All-Star game. It's not that serious. But trust me, these players care about it. And in my opinion, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons should have been starting in this year's All-Star game. What is going on with Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown continues to spiral out of control. At one point, it was funny. At one point, it was entertaining. Now it's starting to get scary. Now he's starting to show symptoms of some serious mental illnesses. Maybe he really is suffering from CTE. It's really a tragedy what's going on with Antonio Brown, a player that was on his way to being a top receiver of all time. He was going to be among the all-time greats, the Jerry Rices, the Terrell Owens, the Randy Mosses, the Antonio Browns, but it looks like he's throwing that all away. And according to TMZ Sports, Brown was arrested on suspicion of burglary with battery after allegedly assaulting a moving company driver. He was allowed to leave jail on a $100,000 bond, but the judge set forth several stipulations, including having to wear a GPS monitor, undergo drug testing, relinquish his firearms, and undergo a mental health evaluation. Brown allegedly threw rocks at a moving company truck and attacked a driver outside his home in Hollywood, Florida earlier this week after allegedly refusing to pay the man for his services. So Brown allegedly refused to pay the driver $4,000 for transporting his belongings from California to Florida. He reportedly eventually agreed to pay the fee plus extra for causing damage to the truck, but he allegedly did not pay the extra $800 that was agreed upon. So now he's being charged with burglary and assault. Well, hey, I guess you know what they say, once a stealer, always a stealer. Bruh. No, but Mike Tomlin, he deserves coach of the decade honors. He deserves immediate enshrinement in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for dealing with Antonio Brown's shenanigans for so long. This is getting downright ridiculous, and Antonio Brown, if he wants any shot of playing back in the NFL again, he's going to have to get his act together. But here is the 911 call about the incident earlier this week. Broward County Regional Communications, may I help you? Yes, ma'am. I have a situation here. Uh, I'm making a delivery. Uh, uh, I'm a truck driver. Uh, I'm making delivery. And uh, the guy is high. He smoked. He threatened me. 
he's trying to fight, he throws stones in my truck. And so you can hear in the driver's voice, he's convinced that he's high, and he says that Antonio Brown tried to grab the keys from his hand. And you believe he's on something? Oh, absolutely, he's smoking in front of me. And he's, he's smoking drugs? No, so he, he, he is definitely hyper because one of his buddies was trying to uh, fight with him to cool him down. And you believe he's on, you said he's smoking something in front of you? He did, yes. Okay. He tried to grab the keys from my hand. So. And then he says that Antonio Brown was grabbing rocks and throwing them at the truck, and then he identifies him as Antonio Brown. And uh, they, they ride in front of his building, he grabbed uh, several and uh, tried to enfold in uh, the truck. I need to get his description. Hello? Yes, sir. What, Can you hear me? He is the, yes, he is the black guy. His name Antonio Brown. Probably a footballist uh, player. Okay. NFL okay. player. And then allegedly Antonio Brown says, hey, I'm not waiting, I'm not paying, and he starts to forcefully take his stuff out of the truck. And what are they doing? They're taking stuff forcefully out of the trailer? Yes, he's taking stuff forcefully out of the trailer. He's throwing stuff out of the trailer and that's not even his stuff. Yes, man. And then you can hear what appears to be Antonio Brown at the end there, but a wild scene outside of Antonio Brown's Hollywood, Florida mansion. Now, later in the call, you can hear the driver eventually goes back to the home and receives $4,000 from Brown via the banking app Zelle, but he tells the dispatch that Brown refused to pay an additional $800 plus for the damages he suffered. So, a wild scene, and it also involved the former NFL player Glenn Holt, and he was also arrested for his involvement in the incident and was charged with felony burglary and assault and battery. So, an ugly scene outside of Antonio Brown's mansion and just another incident that makes you truly believe that we're never going to see him in the NFL again. And here's Antonio Brown today after leaving court after posting a $110,000 bond. Mr. Brown, do you want to say something? So Mr. Gentlemen, at this point in time, I've advised Antonio not to say anything, but we'll be speaking to him. That way. You're going to the right, Antonio. You're running the wrong way. Go get the car, bro. I need you to tell me. All right, you got it. Lots of fans. You don't want to say anything to your fans, man? Any statement? This has been a strange Get the car, bro. I need you acting like my chaperone. Get the car. Anything you'd like to say to fans here in South Florida about the week ahead? The accusation is, is that, that, you, that you had an altercation with the driver. Gentlemen, gentlemen, can't be over here. Now, my take on this is that in all my years following sports, I don't think I've ever seen an athlete of this stature, a surefire Hall of Famer, someone that was going to be in the conversation for the best player at his position, fall from grace this quickly. This precipitous decline for Antonio Brown. It is just sad. It is depressing. And I think the best thing that could come out of this, the only positive to me, is that the judge is forcing him to get a mental health evaluation. Look, we joked about Vontez Burfick knocking the sense out of Antonio Brown. Now it looks like that wasn't even funny. Now it looks like that was the reality. And it looks like, hey, I just saw the Aaron Hernandez 
documentary. CTE is real. CTE can affect your behavior, and Antonio Brown may be suffering from it. If you just look at this, in the last six months with the Oakland Raiders, he refused to play over a helmet. His feet were burned in a cryogenic chamber. I mean, his feet were so bad, Quentin Tarantino wouldn't look at him. Threatened ah, to retire. Had a verbal it. altercation with Mike Mayock, the GM, nearly suspended for that. Released a video containing a recorded call with John Gruden. Requested his release, then gets released. Goes to the Patriots, then he goes to the Patriots, catches four passes for 56 yards and a touchdown, and then he's accused of Brittany Taylor, a former trainer of sexual assault. And then he films an altercation with the Hollywood, Florida Police Department where he throws a bag of gummy dicks at his baby mama. That was a bad look. And then his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, who stood by him this entire time, he fires Antonio Brown. And then this most recent incident, Antonio Brown, this is the complete cry for help. This is an absolute meltdown. And unless someone does something, Something really serious could happen. Look, I thought we hit rock bottom before, so I don't know what rock bottom is for Antonio Brown, but something needs to be done. Somebody out there help this guy. Former players, coaches, teammates, the NFL, this could get serious. Look, Antonio Brown's behavior is very bizarre, and it can only get worse unless he gets help. And we've got some MLB rumors to touch on. The rumor is that the Boston Red Sox and the San Diego Padres have engaged in trade talks centered around Mookie Betts. So the Padres, the Red Sox, talking about Mookie Betts. We've known for quite some time that the Dodgers and the Red Sox have engaged in trade talks centered around Mookie Betts. That would include David Price, but now the Padres, they've entered the mix. This is all according to Dennis Lynn of The Athletic. He says in the piece, while recent acquisitions collectively illustrate a spike in urgency, the Padres do not want to jeopardize their future in 2021 and beyond. Certain player-related discussions have faded because of the lot, this line of thinking. The opening day payroll already is roughly $10 million above what they had been budgeted for for 2020. And then it goes on to say, recent talks between teams have focused on sending a significant amount of prospect talent and outfielder Will Myers to Boston, according to sources. Multiple people familiar with the discussions characterize an agreement as unlikely, and the industry consensus is that Betts will be in a Red Sox uniform on opening day, yet both sides appear to have legitimate interest. So if you're the San Diego Padres and you have an opportunity to give up that Will Myers contract, there's still $61 million remaining on that deal. He's underperformed on it. If you could ship him to Boston in exchange for Mookie Betts, who's due $27 million this year that he was awarded in arbitration, if you could get Mookie Betts for Will Myers, that sounds good, but you're going to have to unload some of those prospects, some of those coveted prospects from the best farm system in Major League Baseball. I think if you're the Boston Red Sox, it's a no-brainer. You want those prospects. You know the reputation of the San Diego Padres farm system. But if you're the Padres, I don't like this move because, one, are you really going to re-sign Mookie Betts? Yes, you signed Manny Machado to that big deal, and you have a nice young core surrounded by Tatis Jr., Paddock, lots of young talent with the Padres. 
But if you're the Padres, the Dodgers are still stacked. It's still going to be about the Los Angeles Dodgers in that division. They're going to win their eighth straight NL West crown. So if I'm the San Diego Padres, even if you do miraculously win the NL West, do you have enough pitching to win it all? To me, the answer is no. So if I'm the San Diego Padres, I keep as much young talent as I can. I develop this young talent. And then once the Dodgers start to slide, then you're in prime position to take over the division. Now, I do love the aggressive nature that the Padres have had the past two offseasons, signing Manny Machado, looking for ways to win now. And you would do that with Mookie Betts. And don't kid yourself. You know there's some gamesmanship by the Boston Red Sox with the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're trying to put this out there so they can try to leverage the Dodgers a little bit, maybe get some more in that deal, and they want them to take on David Price. So I don't think a Mookie Betts deal is dead. I don't think that it's guaranteed that he's going to start the season on the Boston Red Sox. I think there's still a little smoke there with Mookie Betts. If teams like the Padres and the Dodgers, if they made the right offers, he could be had. It's just for that price. And do they want to take on David Price. I still think the Dodgers should make a move. If I'm the San Diego Padres, I'm not making that move unless they're taking Will Myers and some second and third tier prospects. If they're gonna give away Mookie Betts, that's fine, but you're not gonna pay a premium for him. And if I'm the Padres, I wait this out. I see how the season starts. If they come out the gates and they're hot and they're still contenders by the time the All-Star break and the trade deadline rolls around, then maybe you consider it. But as far as the offseason goes, a Mookie Betts to the San Diego trade, I wouldn't bet on it. But before we wrap, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day. LeBron James named to his 16th All-Star, moving into sole possession of third place for the most selections in league history behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 19 and Kobe Bryant's 18. When he takes the court in Chicago, LeBron will set the NBA record for All-Star starts with 16, one more than Kobe Bryant. But that is going to do it for episode 95 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts these days. And then head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. See you guys Monday, and I'm out.